48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. The government tightens its criteria for mandatory COVID-19 testing orders for residential buildings and defends its strategy of ambush lockdowns, even though only a handful of coronavirus cases have been uncovered. And Lunar New Year fairs open across the city, but this time without a stall run by the organizers of the June 4th vigil. The government has further tightened its mandatory COVID testing criteria. From today, residential buildings will be subject to a mandatory testing order if there's one new coronavirus case, whether or not the source of infection was traceable. The new requirement comes less than a week after the government said only buildings with one new case with an unknown source would be subject to mandatory testing. The Center for Health Protection's new controller, Ronald Lam, says the move will help health authorities keep one step ahead of the spread of the virus. If even one case, be it linked or unlinked, we impose that compulsory testing, and then with that very vigilant type of uh, ring fencing, we could, we believe, can detect these cases earlier, especially for the asymptomatic ones. And please also note that we are right now at a, a very important crossroad. You can see the cases uh, daily are uh, a bit swinging up and down. So it is quite, we believe, critical that we have to further strengthen our measures in order to compress the cases downward further. The centre reported 16 new locally acquired cases, six of which could not be traced. There were also three newly confirmed imported cases. Executive Councillor Lam Ching Choi says elderly residents from 10 larger-scale care homes will be among the first groups of people to receive coronavirus inoculations. Mr. Lam, who's an advisor to the government's vaccination program, says the care home selected for the pilot vaccination program will have to be conveniently located for transportation. He added that the inoculation efforts will only start about two weeks after vaccine quality checks are complete. The government imposed a lockdown on two separate residential buildings in Tokwawan and Tunmun tonight. The authorities declared Block 9 of Gold Coast a restricted zone at about 8.30 p.m. And shortly before that, Wa Fat building at Ma Hang Chung Road was also sealed off at about 8. People within the restricted zones have to undergo mandatory coronavirus tests. Officials say the risk of transmission may be higher in those buildings because they recently had confirmed coronavirus cases. They expect both operations to be completed by 7 a.m. tomorrow. The government has been imposing similar lockdowns in various districts in recent days. Two areas in Yunlong and Ma'onshan that were sealed off yesterday found no confirmed cases. The Center for Health Protection defended the lockdowns, saying they could help identify potential transmission chains. Ronald Lam is a controller of the center. We are using a multi-pronged strategy to try to win over this battle of the epidemic. So irrespective of the outcome, if the results come back are negative, we will be happy because it shows that at least at that snapshot of time, there's no apparently uh, from testing uh, transmission chain exist. But if we detected cases, of course, on the other hand, we would think that we have an opportunity to uh, interrupt that transmission chain from further promulgating. Police Chief Chris Tang says the introduction of the national security law will not change the way his force vets public gathering applications, including the June 4th candlelight vigil. Mr. Tang says under the public order ordinance, national security has always been a consideration when vetting rally applications. 
under the ordinance, it's very clear that we have to consider about like public order, public safety, national security, and to respect the right and freedom of other people. With or without the enactment of the national security law, the consideration will be the same. Virus control measures have been brought in on the first day of the annual Lunar New Year fairs, with temperature sensors set up at the entrances of 15 market venues. Crowd control measures have been introduced, and the public are required to reserve an entrance ticket or make an online booking to avoid overcrowding. Myanmar has seen the biggest day of protests since the military took power in a coup six days ago. An almost total internet blackout failed to prevent groups of workers from western Myanmar from converging, for the first time, onto the main city, Yangon. RTHK, the time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Organizers of the annual June 4th candlelight vigil have been stopped from hosting a Lunar New Year flower stall at Victoria Park for the first time in 32 years. Overnight, the authorities terminated the contract for the stall, saying they had displayed banners irrelevant to the selling of flowers. The Alliance in Support of Patriotic Democratic Movements of China spokesman Richard Choi says the authorities failed to give a proper explanation. It did the same, but it is the first time government department tried to suppress us. We don't know whether this is because of the enactment of the national security law in Hong Kong and the political situation in Hong Kong getting worse, we are quite concerned. A 37-year-old policeman has died after becoming ill in his office at police headquarters in Wan Chai. He was found lying unconscious on a folding bed at around 9 this morning and was certified dead minutes later. The force said the officer who was off duty worked for the Hong Kong Island Regional Crime Unit. Officers said they didn't find any food or drink in the office. Millions of people have flooded mainland social media to commemorate the first anniversary of the death of Dr. Li Wenliang, a whistleblower who sought to raise awareness of early COVID-19 infections in Wuhan before dying from the virus himself. Damon Pang reports. Internet users flooded to his old Weibo account to leave messages. Some described Dr. Li, who was 33, as an ordinary hero, with others saying that the people won't forget him. Zhang Tianfan, a legal scholar from Peking University, said the day should be the first anniversary for commemorating free speech. He was among scholars who co-signed a public letter to the authorities calling for such freedoms soon after Dr. Li's death. Another Wuhan resident said he was warned by the authorities after he posted a picture of Li's statue with a quote from the late doctor saying, a healthy society cannot just have one voice. The Journalists' Association has hit back at the Justice Secretary's remarks that some media reports use biased language when reporting on a department's appeal decisions. The association's chairman, Chris Young, says the comments were inappropriate and unfair. He pointed out that Teresa Chang did not specify which reports she was referring to and in what way she found them biased. He says he's worried this could be part of a campaign to smear the media and bringing more restrictions and regulations on the press. The common practice for government officials, when they found some important factual errors that could be misleading and confusing the public, the common and usual way for them is to write to the uh, media outlets for them to clarify or to issue a statement, public statements, to give their versions. But when it comes to, say, how media outlets handle stories, the angle, 
use of language, words, and the stories, structure, etc., etc. That's a matter for media organizations. To sports now, and in the early game, Aston Villa outclassed Arsenal, beating them 1-0 thanks to an early go from Ollie Watkins. Arsenal fought back but never looked as if they had what it took to penetrate Aston Villa's defence. Burnley are at home to Brighton and Newcastle are hosting Southampton, who will be eager to move on from their 9-0 demolition at the hands of Manchester United earlier this week. Both those games have just kicked off. In cricket, England all-rounder Ben Stokes says Joe Root is England's best player of spin bowling and has an answer for anything thrown at him. He was speaking after the England captain smashed his fifth double century. Root's 218 in the opening test against India was his second double ton in three tests, highlighting the red-hot form of a batsman who's one of cricket's big four, along with its India counterpart Virat Kohli, Australia's Steve Smith and New Zealand captain Kane Williamson. England will resume on 555 for eight tomorrow, having gained an upper hand in the first match of the four-test series against Kohli's men. George Linde took three wickets and Keshav Maharaj two, as South Africa and Pakistan wrestled for advantage on the third day of the second test in Rawalpindi. Pakistan closed the day on 129 for six, with an overall lead of 200 and four wickets intact on a Rawalpindi stadium pitch, which should be good for slow bowlers. And to end the news, the top stories again. The government tightens its criteria for mandatory COVID-19 testing for orders for residential buildings. It also defends its strategy of ambush lockdowns, even though only a handful of coronavirus cases have been uncovered. And Lunar New Year Fair is open across the city, but this time without a stall run by the organizers of the June 4th vigil. The news from RTHK.
preference Cause I know mine And it's Yes, it is, and it's gonna stay as well. We just heard from uh, Celeste. Love is back. And so will the uh, warm weather and sunshine. But as for tonight and tomorrow, it will be fine. Minimum temperature about 18 degrees in the urban areas and a couple of degrees cooler in the new territories. During the daytime, it will be warm with a maximum temperature of around 25 degrees. Sunny intervals are expected on uh, Monday and then rain. Later on Tuesday and on Wednesday, it will be heavy at times, but the weather will be improving for the new 